February 22nd. Our reading today in the New Testament will be from the book of Mark, chapter 6, verses 1 through 29. The servant, capital S, cannot work. His neighbors were amazed at what Jesus said and did. But Jesus was amazed at their unbelief that would not let him do more. Our Lord's response to their unbelief was to send out his disciples to minister. Herod silenced one voice, but he could not silence the word of God. There have been powerful governments throughout generations that have tried to stamp out the word of God, indeed have tried to stamp out God's people. If you could stamp out the Jewish people, then that would prove that God really did not exist. But of course, he does exist, and the Jewish people survived even the uh, the horror of the Holocaust. And throughout the ages, there have been those who have tried to stamp out God's word. Isn't it amazing that the God of love would be so feared by power-hungry men who are only going to live here for a very short time anyway. Nothing or no one will ever silence the word of God. The word says that even heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will stand forever. That's a promise that you can count on. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the word here in the New Testament. February 22nd, Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 29. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They asked, Where did he get all his wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? He's just the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon and his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any mighty miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went out from village to village teaching, and he called his twelve disciples together and sent them out two by two with authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing with them except a walking stick, no food, no traveler's bag, no money. He told them to wear sandals, but not to take even an extra coat. When you enter each village, be a guest in only one home, he said. And if a village won't welcome you or listen to you, shake off its dust from your feet as you leave. It is a sign that you have abandoned that village to its fate. So the disciples went out, telling all they met to turn from their sins. And they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. Herod Antipas the king soon heard about Jesus because people everywhere were talking about him. Some were saying, this must be John the Baptist, come back to life again. That is why he can do such miracles. Others thought Jesus was the ancient prophet Elijah. Still others thought he was a prophet like the other great prophets of the past. When Herod heard about Jesus, 
He said, John, the man I beheaded has come back from the dead. For Herod had sent soldiers to arrest and imprison John as a favor to Herodias. She had been his brother Philip's wife, but Herod had married her. John kept telling Herod, It is illegal for you to marry your brother's wife. Herodias was enraged and wanted John killed in revenge. But without Herod's approval, she was powerless. And Herod respected John, knowing that he was a good and holy man. So he kept him under his protection. Herod was disturbed whenever he talked with John, but even so, he liked to listen to him. Herodias's chance finally came. It was Herod's birthday, and he gave a party for his palace aides, army officers, and the leading citizens of Galilee. Then his daughter, also named Herodias, came in and performed a dance that greatly pleased them all. Ask me for anything you like, the king said to the girl, and I will give it to you. Then he promised, I will give you whatever you ask, up to half of my kingdom. She went out and asked her mother, What should I ask for? Her mother told her, Ask for John the Baptist's head. So the girl hurried back to the king and told him, I want the head of John the Baptist, right now, on a tray. Then the king was very sorry, but he was embarrassed to break his oath in front of his guests. So he sent an executioner to the prison to cut off John's head and bring it to him. The soldier beheaded John in the prison, brought his head on a tray, and gave it to the girl, who took it to her mother. When John's disciples heard what had happened, they came for his body and buried it in a tomb. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Jason at the Bray House. I am here this morning with uh, Cody Mounts. Cody is our house leader here. He is getting ready to graduate on March 27th, and I just wanted to uh, let you guys know what Cody's been doing and uh, maybe if he had some words of encouragement for you um, to give those to you as well. So, uh, Cody, yes. it is your uh, last month at the Refuge. Yes. What are your plans when you complete? So it's pretty much set up now where I have a place to go. My aunt's been welcoming me with open arms. I got my jobs pretty much secured at Thompson's um, through the grace of God. And really, it'd be I'm looking forward to restarting, starting fresh, having a fresh start, and having Christ on my side, being able to be the family man that I've always wanted to be. Awesome. Cody came into the refuge. He was, uh, how much did you weigh, Cody? I weighed 142 pounds. And you weigh how much now? 190. Cody has uh, transformed his mind, his spirit, and his body as well. Cody is uh, a man's man. He uh, puts his boots on, goes to work every day, shows the example of Christ, and uh, he's uh, he's not perfect. He admits that he has his flaws, but uh, Cody will uh, be the first one to help anybody out. He shares his struggles so others can help him as uh, or he can help others as well, and they can help him. Um, what does uh, being transparent mean to you, Cody? For me, being transparent would not be putting on a mask or just saying the right things because certain people are around. I believe, for me, I try to speak my heart um, and just be truthful with people at all times, regardless of their position or their place, and just really, really let people know like where I'm coming from without any hidden agendas or anything that's going to 
that's going to try to deceive people. Because I know as a, the old man, a lot of us have done that. I know I did it a bunch of being deceitful and robbing and stealing and lying to get what I wanted. And so for this, if I'm having a struggle or if something's not quite the way I like it, I like to be open and honest about it. We talk it out as brothers and men of God. Awesome. Cody, uh, who are your three? My three would be Zach Wooten, Dustin Butler, and uh, well, the other one left. Probably D.W. means he's my roommate. I get to spend so much time with him. All right. That's awesome. These are uh, definitely three different guys that can challenge you and hold you accountable. In closing, Cody, um, what is one scripture that sticks out to you that has helped you through your walk and uh, your new relationship and and to pursue and seek Christ at all times? Okay. So the one scripture that's always, since I got here, man, has been always kind of stuck with me would be Joshua 1.9, which is... Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, everybody, I wanted to say thank you for listening. Hopefully this uh, could give some of you brothers some encouragement and uh, give you a chance to learn a little more about Cody, who is uh, completing on March 27th. Thank you. Psalm 39, verses 1 through 13. God's silence to David. We'll read about that. David had sinned, and God was correcting him. Chastening is a sign of God's love. So submit to his will and let him have his way. God had been silent to David, and that worried him. Was he going to die? We'll read about David's silence to God. David was silent before the Lord and did not argue with him. David accepted God's will and submitted meekly. He prayed that God would forgive him and help him. And God answered in his mercy. And then we'll also read about David's silence before the wicked. When wicked men came to visit him in his sickness, David tried to be silent before them, but he finally had to speak and remind himself and them that man was frail and life was short. Life is only a hand-breadth long, a vapor that comes and goes, and a mere shadow. We're strangers and sojourners, and the journey is not a long one. Why gather riches when you cannot take them with you when you go? Silence sometimes is louder than speech. Know when to speak, and know when to be silent. Psalm 39, verses 1 through 13. For Jeduthun, the choir director, a psalm of David. I said to myself, I will watch what I do, and not sin in what I say. I will curb my tongue when the ungodly are around me. But as I stood there in silence, not even speaking of good things, the turmoil within me grew to the bursting point. My thoughts grew hot within me and began to burn, igniting a fire of words. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, and that my life is fleeting away. My life is no longer than the width of my hand. An entire lifetime is just a moment to you. Human existence is but a breath. We are merely moving shadows and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. 
we heap wealth for someone else to spend. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. Rescue me from my rebellion. For even fools mock me when I rebel. I am silent before you. I won't say a word. For my punishment is from you. Please don't punish me any more. I am exhausted by the blows from your hand. When you discipline people for their sins, their lives can be crushed like the life of a moth. Human existence is as frail as breath. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cries for help. Don't ignore my tears, for I am your guest, a traveler passing through, as my ancestors were before me. Spare me so I can smile again before I am gone and exist no more. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 10 People who wink at wrong cause trouble, but a bold reproof promotes peace.